Welcome to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast with Tyree E. Rowell. Hello there, how y'all doing on this day? It is an awesome day because it is a day that the Lord has made and I am praying that you choose to rejoice and not be um, worried on this day and not be thinking about stuff that you cannot control. But I do hope that you rejoice on this day and be glad in it and not be worried, stressed, thinking about things, over extending yourself, all those things. Because when you do, it's going to be very hard to rejoice. It's going to be very hard to even be glad in the day because you're thinking about so many things that as you're thinking about them, Guess what, y'all? Y'all know I'm going to say it again. It is going to affect how you feel. And how you feel, it is going to be about how you behave it. Because it's all connected. Everything that's dealing with your body is connected to your thoughts and your feelings. So be mindful of what you're thinking on this day that the Lord has made. And also, if you do happen to be so caught up going down that rabbit hole, this is a very good way of how to get out of the rabbit hole of thinking. You can get into a position of being grateful. Just find something to be grateful for. Find something that you can be thankful for because these two things cannot exist, coexist with worry and thinking and uh, being so stressed out about the things that's going on in the world today and the things that you have to do and all that's on your to-do list. But when you get into position of gratitude, it does change your attitude. That attitude of your thinking, that attitude of your feelings, and the attitude of your behavior, it is going to change because you're going to get into a position of giving God thanks. Uh, as you give him thanks, you find yourself in his presence. That is the way it happens. So as you find yourself in, in, in his presence, then all of a sudden, you're not even thinking about those things that you were thinking about. You were, you're not going to be worried about those things that you were worried about. Uh, and I'm hoping that while you are in the presence of God, that you will be casting all your cares onto him because he cares for you. And that is in the word of God. So get into a position of gratitude because it will change your attitude. So, you know, y'all, I'm still on this series about navigating through life because it is important to be navigating through life with the life. Who is Jesus Christ? It is so good to be in that type of head space, emotional space, as well as physical space, positioning yourself, being on a boat, being in the ship, along with Jesus Christ. Because as you go through this life, it can get very hard. It can get stressful. It can get overwhelming. It can become so many things. But... When you have your eyes on Jesus Christ and your mind is in him, it's a perfect peace. A perfect peace that no one can get, that, that no one can take from you. Uh, you can't even give it away, you know. This is something that Jesus Christ has left with us, and that is his peace, as well as the comfort of which, 
um, the Holy Spirit. So as you are in the ship with Jesus Christ, you will have perfect peace as long as your mind is stayed on him. So even when you're thinking about things and overthinking and overanalyzing and being overwhelmed, I want you to get under the presence of Jesus Christ by surrendering yourself onto that perfect peace. Because you're going to be peaceful. You, and what else can you possibly be doing, you know, as far as um, thinking about all these things that you shouldn't be thinking about? But the opposite is, is that you will sleep peacefully. You'll go to work peacefully. You'll be, you know, traveling wherever you got to go peacefully. You'll be doing things on your job peacefully and handling people peacefully. Because your mind is stayed upon Jesus Christ. You already know who is in the ship with you. And when you know that, it's, it just works wonders. Because you know it without a shadow of a doubt. And also you have a relationship with him. Because that's how you know. Because you do have a relationship with him. And just in case you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is a very good time to even get in that position to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you're not so sure on how to begin that relationship, just start talking. Just begin talking to him, having conversation with him. And as you have conversation, requests should be known. Make your request be known unto him. That is what the Bible says. So as you're making the request be known unto Jesus Christ on how to do this, how to do that, what should I do, how can I do that? You know, all these good questions, then you have to get into the word of God. And the reason why I say get into the word of God, because how can you possibly know who Jesus Christ is if you're not going to read about him? If you have to know who it is that you're serving, who it is that you're believing in, who it is that you're confessing to be your savior, you have to know him without a shadow of a doubt because if anybody, anything come across you, giving you another perspective that is not of God, you will be able to track that down, baby. You'll be able to say, Mm-mm, this is not the spirit of God. No, sir, no, ma'am. Mm-mm, no way, no how, uh-uh. uh-uh. I just refuse to be like Eve, not knowing something. I I just refuse to be like Eve to take on another person's perspective because I don't know something. Because that is how people perish for lack of knowledge. So you do have to know who Jesus is, what he was all about, what was his purpose, how does he carry himself, how what was his whole reason of being here. You know what I'm saying? You have to know that history. You have to know that backstory. There's no way to know Jesus Christ without knowing the backstory. Mm-mm. No, sir, no, ma'am. You can try if you want to, but I just want to warn you, you have to know who Jesus Christ is by reading the word of God, and that is in the New Testament. Because that is where Jesus suffered. But of course, Jesus did talk about in the Old Testament. So in case you do want to start in the Old Testament, you do have to read it like it's backstory. The beginning of which is leading to Jesus Christ. 
because he is the whole reason of why this Bible is written. The whole reason of why he died for us. So read it as history, her story, all that backstory. Because we do have to know what it is that um, God wanted us to know. And if you come across something that you don't understand, you can always ask the Lord for wisdom and he will give it to you. So with that said, I'm so happy to get into the topic for today because it was about being assertive. Because we do have to know how to be assertive living on this earth while we are navigating through life. It is not God's intention for us to be <clears throat> timid or internalizing everything, just taking on everything and not being able to speak up when you're supposed to speak up and also using your words and loving kindness. Assertiveness, when I was doing my research, of course, because I'm always researching, I'm always, you know, doing a um, Bible study, basically, and I wanted to know what it is that God wants us to know about being assertive from his word, from the Bible, of course, from his word, from the Bible. So y'all know I'm going to be using scripture because, hey, this would not be a Bible study without the word of God. So when I was looking up assertiveness, I came across um, a website called gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. And it says that assertive is to exude bold confidence in speech and behavior. To exude bold confidence in speech and behavior. And I just got so tickled because I was like, they put both of those on there because I'm always talking about uh, thinking, feelings, and behavior. So, of course, all of that is connected. So, with assertiveness, it is going to be connected to how the way you behave and how the way you talk. But, of course, how the way you talk is going to be about how the way you think. It is going to be that way. It's all connected, y'all. <laughs> I was like, that is so good. So, being assertive, exude bold confidence in speech and behavior. Because people can say a whole lot of things, but them actions just got a whole nother different definition. <laughs> I mean, just showing something different, but baby, you saying something different. It got to be all connected. It got to be the same because if I'm speaking assertively, I'm also supposed to behave assertively. assertively. So what's the whole point of even learning how to do these things if I'm not going to be bold? Because the whole thing about assertiveness is Jesus Christ. Because as I was sitting here, you know, doing my Bible study, I was like, if I were to think of a person who was, who was assertive in the Bible, Jesus Christ does come to my mind. But not only Jesus Christ, even David. David was assertive. The, uh, the situation that comes to my mind about David is when uh, Saul was trying to put his uniform on David. And, you know, and David 
did what um, Saul requested of him, but just imagine if David wasn't boldly confident in his speech and behavior because he was like, I'm going to do this thing the way the Lord has taught me. <laughs> I, I'm going to wear what I got on. Because I, because because the thing about David, he was already a warrior before he met Saul. So as Saul is trying to put something on him that is not even here, first of all, David had to come into realization that I'm going to use what God has given me because God has saved me. From the bear and the lion, and and and, and surely I killed them. And then he used it. He killed Goliath with the way that God had given it to him. You see what I'm saying? Not the way that Saul gave it to him. But some. But that's what I mean about how people can put their perspective on you, but their perception on you, thinking that hey, this is the way it has to be. But that is so not true. That is so not true. Because even when Jesus was doing his ministry, and of course he had to come across these Pharisees and a tax collector, because they were the ones who were instigating. They were the ones who were sitting up thinking they know the word of God more than anybody else on this earth. But Jesus was very excited, letting them know that you're not going to come into my life and put on these perceptions of yours because I already have the perception. And and, the, and and I just get so tickled sometimes because I was like, Jesus, you so bold, you so bad, boy. You just you just let these people know, hey, no matter what you say, what you do, what you think of me, I'm gonna say what I gotta say because it is true and it is speaking in truth. And not only that, I'm saying it in love. I was like, Jesus, you so good. But I, but hey, don't take my word for it. You know, just read it for yourself. Jesus can teach us how to be a southern. But I do know that there are some ways um, that people use assertiveness the wrong way, unhealthy ways. And you see it all the time on Facebook, you know, where people um posting and opinions and things that they believe that they deserve and blah, 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 all on social media, calling itself being assertive. But assertiveness that is godly is going to be a different motivation there. I want you to know that your assertiveness should always be delivered with a regard for others in yourself. With a regard for others in yourself. Because as you are putting on, you know, or talking to other people, trying to assert yourself and be uh, bold in your with your words and your behavior, you do have to be have that regard for others because as you are being respectful to others, you're also being respectful to yourself. Some people are so disrespectful to themselves because I was like, as you are just blurting out whatever words you want to say, however way you want to put it, I just people don't even realize, and I don't think they realize that they are being disrespectful to themselves as you are being disrespectful to others. Because as you are doing things to others, baby, you remember, you're doing it to yourself. So you you don't have this good look, this good outlook in the first place. So let your assertiveness 
always be delivered with a regard to others as well as yourself. Because it is done in love. It's done in love. And it comes from Ephesians 4.15. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto him who is the head, even Christ. I'm going to speak more about that scripture um, on the next episode. But any assertiveness that you do is going to always be delivered with love and with a regard to others and yourself. You can be assertive with love and kindness. You can be assertive with firmness, but it's still going to be with love and it's still going to be with truth. But some people have a hard time being assertive. And this is what I would like for you to do if that is you. I would like for you to ask yourself these questions because Paul had came up uh, with these questions when he was talking to the people. Because, you know, Paul went through a lot with people. <laughs> always trying to prove himself to people, you know, because people always had something to say. But it got to a point where Paul understood the assignment. Oh, yeah. And this is what Paul said in Galatians 1, verse 10. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So it's a question that he was asking them, but of course, it can be a question that you can ask of yourself if you are not a servant. Because if you are not, it is a reason behind it. And all, all I want to know, or all I would like for you to know is, are you not assertive because you are seeking the approval of man? Are you not assertive because you are pleasing man? Are you a people pleaser? Are you a person who do not want to disappoint people and don't like for people to be disappointed in you? Are you a person that is very uncomfortable in how the way people react to you when you don't be assertive, when you don't speak your truth in love? Is, is, is that the case? Because I do want you to reflect on where is that coming from? Because in order to learn how to be assertive, you do have to get to the bottom of what is going on. Proverbs 4.23, diligently guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. You have to deal with it. You have to. You must. Because if you don't deal with it, then sin is going to be at the door. Because when I think about this, I think about Cain when... um. God had tried to get him to understand that whatever was going on with him, he had to rule over it. Because if he didn't, it was going to rule over him. And anytime you have things that's going on in your heart and you refuse to deal with it, it is going to overconsume you and it just may rule over you. Whatever desire is growing up inside of that heart of yours because you refuse to deal with it. You refuse to speak on it. It's going to grow into something. It's going to grow into something 
not nice, could grow into something sinful, could grow into something that you just I um start acting and behavior, uh behaving in ways that you thought that you would never behave because you refuse to deal with what is going on in your heart. You have to pay attention to what is growing there. You are the one that's responsible for it. No one else is. We can't even blame other people. Kind of definitely couldn't blame it on Abel, even though that was the issue. His issue, you see what I'm saying? It was Cain's issue. It wasn't Abel's. It was Cain's issue, and God was trying to tell him to deal with it. So we tried to put it on other folks. If you're the reason, you're the problem. But actually, in actuality, no ma'am, no sir, you're the problem because you refuse to deal with the problem, which is growing inside of you. In your heart, it's flowing out of you and you behaving and, and doing things and saying things that are not of God. We have to deal with those perceptions. Perceptions are very powerful. And if you want to be transformed, you have to renew your mind. You have to renew those perspectives. You have to put on the perspective of Christ because if you don't, you're going to end up doing something that you should not be doing. You should not be saying, we got to be careful. So ask yourself these questions this week. That is your homework for this week, to ask yourself these questions. Why am I not assertive? Is it because I'm seeking approval from my family members or from people in my job or from people at the church? Is it because I'm trying to please them because I have this motivation of being elevated or I have this motivation of being liked by them or I have this motivation of being popular whatever the issue is I want you to stare down face to face like it's a giant and you are David and you're going to make sure that this giant collapse mm-hmm yes because you have the power to kill that giant baby that the light that's just standing in your face and you don't want to acknowledge it. Go ahead on and just kick it in the butt, baby. Just go ahead and just say it and deal with it. And then after you are done, you ask the Lord to heal you from it. Ask the Lord to help you with that. Because it is okay to ask the Lord for the godly assertiveness. Because we do have to speak truth in love. We are not supposed to be walking around here timid when things got to be said, especially when the Holy Spirit be telling us to say something and we be too scared to say it. For whatever reason, you know what I mean? Whether that's pleasing man or don't want to disappoint or don't want to uh, lose your job or don't want to lose your position, whatever the case may be. But obedience is better than sacrifice. So think about that on this week. And as you think about it, face it, deal with it, acknowledge it, and give it to God. Give it to God. Hand it to the cross. Because that is not of God to be walking around here timid. Mm -mm. 
just letting things just affect us so because we're afraid to speak up because we're we are afraid to behave in the way that God wants us to. Mm, no, I don't think that's what God wants you to do, baby. And even though uh, people may not understand why you do the things you do, it is not your responsibility to help them to understand that. Your responsibility is being obedient to God. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode about being assertive because there is more. Yes, there's more scriptures in the Bible about being assertive. And I'm so excited to be talking about it because I see this a lot um, in my therapy sessions with my clients where they are not using their words. And and there does be reasons behind it. But deal with those, those reasons and you will start seeing yourself being more assertive in a godly way. All right, y'all. Y'all be good to yourself, okay? Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode.